Welcome to Let's Talk. Where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We are live and interactive. With education. Spoken word. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter Live, and other other streaming channels, and we got a, a, a unannounced show. We just decided to come on, and um, Keisha had wanted to uh, share some of her thoughts I and objectives to... about both of us, I guess, <laughs> about some of the uh, events from last week. I know a lot of people um, had a lot to say about the Derek Chauvin verdict, as well as some other things. So we just want to discuss it, discuss uh, Makai Bryant, her unfortunate death, and um, just have a conversation because um, I saw a lot of people, a lot of uh, people on YouTube, a lot of influential people giving their opinion about, let's start with uh, Derek Chauvin. Let's start with that, Keisha. Let's just start with that. Okay. How you feel about the case? Like, what's your thoughts? Um... My thoughts are we doing a lot of rejoicing, but if none of the policies change, I'm not sure what we rejoicing about. That's like my overall thoughts. I kind of feel like he's a scapegoat. Not that I think that he's not guilty or, you know, we didn't watch him murder this George on TV because we did. Mm -hmm. Um but that's the way the policies are. The policies are not set up for us. So they'll give us one because, you know, we're quiet now. And then they're going to continue to do what they've been doing. That's mm. just how I feel about it. What do you think? I think that um, we, we, did, we did way too much rejoicing. People did way too much rejoicing for a guilty verdict. 
for a cop who blatantly uh, kneeled on somebody's back, neck area, who basically killed somebody in cold blood on TV. I don't know why so many people were so happy. Like, this was like the biggest verdict ever. And it's like, you know, racism is going to stop. If anything, it actually has turned up. Um, And I, I thought it was strange how emotional, and we had discussed it before, I know a lot of people that watched the trial and I kept trying to say like, you know, we shouldn't be so emotionally invested in something like this because it could go either way. You got to protect your emotional health. You know uh, what though? I I understand what you're saying, but I understand why they feel that way because we just want to um, be left alone. <laughs> I mean, black people as a whole. So, I mean, I guess we took this as, um, you know, this is a a move in the right direction. I just don't believe it is. I just believe one, one of the one of the things though that um that I that I come to find out that this speaks to a larger issue is, and we could get into this. Um, George Floyd, uh, the, the right kid that got killed, mm-hmm. and Philando Castile. Philando Castile. They live in Minnesota where they live at is a redlined area. Mm-hmm. So that speaks to a whole different set of circumstances of of the redlining and, and, and it affects on our community all the way to this day. A lot of people may not realize that redlining, how serious it impacted the black community. They tend, to, they tend to think, oh, that was our grandparents' generation. It don't affect us anymore. Well, they had redlining and where we grew up, uh, at least through the 90s. So, <laughs> Oh, it's still probably going on. Try, it, let me go out there and try to buy a house. They ain't going to take it to the section, right? Yeah, it was, but it was dominant at least through the 90s. Because okay. um, it was an article or something. I'm going to get you that article. It was at least through the 90s. Um, but another thing that we have to recognize is... Um, we might see some change because it's a lot of white women's men um, in some of these areas that being um, say that again. A lot of white women's men. I mean, there are men because they're black, but they're in re- so they're breaking up a lot of homes of their daughters and their granddaughters and their nieces because in a lot of those areas it'd be a lot of interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, and I don't want to say this, but sometimes they be on the lower level, so that's not gonna that might not spark no changes either. You know, a lot of this stuff is not going to change until it's economically um America's all about capitalism. So once the white people and just like I really believe they probably didn't want Minnesota to burn down. Like you could get mad like when the right wing or the conservative news say stuff like that. But that's really how they think. Like, well, we'll sacrifice this white guy because we can't afford to rebuild this area yeah. just yeah, yet. Can, yeah, because 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 literally Think of Rodney King. Yeah, the the damage. I mean, the Rodney King verdict, the Rodney King non-verdict, let's just say that, cost the city of Los Angeles over a billion dollars. 
think uh, uh, almost 100 people got killed during them riots, a whole bunch of stuff. And so I agree with you. I agree that I agree that. So that may have helped OJ, even though I think OJ's son did it. But because you have to listen to when people telling you stuff like that's what they say. And that's how they mind work. Like they can because money means it all and and make America great again. But I'm a, I'm gonna ask you a question in saying that do you do people I do people realize and I know we discussed it um that they keep they keep saying oh the max he's gonna get he's gonna be sentenced by a judge this is something that his lawyer was very um smart with doing um with requesting that he get sentenced by the judge so so, so did you watch some of the case no. A lot of people said that they felt as though the judge was biased. I mean, I saw some cliff notes and I kind of got the feeling that he was biased. Like, I don't... Maxine Waters shouldn't have said what she said and the Democrats should have spoken to her because they look like hypocrites with how they went after Trump with what he said at the Capitol. Now, in saying that, why the judge said something about that, I couldn't understand because they shouldn't have, if they shouldn't have heard Maxine's statement, mm -hmm. the jury shouldn't have heard that. So why'd you even bring it up? Yeah. I, you know, I don't think they're going to throw the book at him. I think, I, don't. I, think, I, think, I think the judge was trying to, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of times them judges, it'd be their, their big cases. This is mm -hmm. like their big case, but still like, some of them, and I don't know the judge's background, some of them do love law, and they don't really like the publicity from some of these cases, and they like, yo, like, I just want this case to be tried or whatever, so let's just get it out of my courtroom, let's just have a fair trial smoothly, because at the end of the day, this is this this was in his courtroom. But And you know what was unique about this case? He, his people went against him. So it wasn't like, and this is and why huh? this is what this is why a lot of people, including yourself, keep saying that he's like a sacrificial lamb. Like this is the first time where we we seen the police really like take the stand against one of their colleagues. Well, because I feel like the police are tired of looking like shit stains too. Um, you know, the police is a risk. We always looked at the police as a respectable career. Um, even though they done did racial profiling, I mean, we from the tri-state, so we understand that that's how that's been going down. Um, I mean, but just by the policies that they present, they're prejudiced policies. Like, you know, if you see a white person in the hood, they might get pulled over because they buying drugs. Like, they profiling people. That's just the nature of their business. Yeah. Um. But you know, we weren't real people. You know, when the police were, when the institution of the police came in. So though none of that is for us whatsoever. So then, so then it brings us to let's just talk about sentencing. I know that me and you both uh, don't think that he's going to get that much time. No, um, I don't. I don't think. I think he may get twelve years at the most. I know it sounds crazy. I think I he's going to get whatever the minimum is because he. I don't think that his intent was to kill him. 
I mean, and he wasn't in charge with intent to kill. Um, and that's key. That's key in the murder case, whether it's intent or not. Um, so that was real uh, strategic of the uh, district attorney of uh, not charging him with the murder with murder one, which had which you have to prove intent. He got basically yeah. found guilty with second degree murder. I mean, I I just don't. They don't like the burning of these cities, even though we're getting, and when I say we, I mean black people, we're getting the blame for it, but we're not the ones that's burning the stuff down. But these other groups come in and they cause chaos. Cause so I really truly believe that they don't they want to put a limit on the chaos just a little bit. That's what that's why I titled the show being patient during strange times yeah because you got you got to be real patient and this is why I, I wanted to do a show today and didn't want to be overreactional last week last monday we had this case and then i think it was last tuesday or wednesday this is when the makai Bryant thing happened it and happened that, the day that he was found guilty yeah and i think that a lot of times yeah it happened that night excuse me i think that a lot of times a lot of us doing social media, we're very quick to tweet or respond to things just because we see it and we don't get, uh, as they say, at least some, at least wait a little bit longer till some of the facts come. So now we drift into the Makai Bryant thing. Yeah, to Ooh. me, I mean, don't get me wrong. Watching anyone die streaming on TV, um, is 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 sad is you know our kids are going through a lot when you think about it like we always knew this stuff was happening but now we're living it so i could be in new jersey and i'm living something that's happening in columbus ohio cuz it's streaming all through um the internet youtube tv then you got people that then you got people that say they want the uncut video I don't want the video. You, you give me the video that they didn't edit. So right. you write that that a lot of us um, are signing up for the emotional trauma and maybe even sticking it to the back of our head, like you know. And we're getting basically desensitized to um, the slaughter that's going on because it's, it's 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 truly a slaughter. So I know that you had some thoughts with the case um, as well as myself. Um, I just feel like. That's where you could tell that community policing is not happening in that area. You have these three military white guys. Like, do police walk the beat anymore? Like, do they have a pulse of what's going on in the neighborhood? Because from the information I'm gathering, this is a foster mother. She done had foster kids, it seemed for a while. It might be instances of things happening there. Um, I definitely think the police officer was probably too quick to react. But again, I can't say that because I'm not in that situation. It really looked like she was about to stab and kill that other girl. So he took a life to save a life. Now back on the ranch, She's being jumped by adults. The foster mother done called them over there. But if all of that is true, the cop can't wear that alone. That's just my opinion. I just feel like 
it was a real it showed a real breakdown of what's wrong in our communities like it was nobody like a grandmother the church mom that could go in there and tell them you stop you go in the house you do this you do that like none of that was taking place we all watching and filming the fight and putting it on facebook I, you know my my thoughts on it is um we're all wrong we're all at fault with this situation um we all need to be held accountable. I mean, you know, you know how we was back in the day. We fought, we did all that stuff, you know. So I'm not, I'm not really even upset with the the kids. I'm upset with the adults that was there because at the end, she of the was day, fighting adults though. At the end of the day, like the whole scenario was crazy. Her father was there. The stepmother was there, or foster mother, whatever. She's fighting adults. She gets a knife after she calls the police. The police, it was other police on the scene before he got there. He comes on the scene. He, in the midst of him coming on the scene, nobody, nobody else there was de-escalating the situation. He felt as though he couldn't de-escalate the situation by no other way by using his gun, and he killed her. The whole situation... It's a comedy um, of errors. It, 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 it's it's layered. It speaks about the ills in our community, the um, the unwillingness of the men. Um, and you know we discuss it. And I know that a lot of times people get upset when women feel like they're unprotected and they look for the men to step up in our communities. But if her father was there, he was supposed to step up and be like, "Nah, this ain't." But he cool. thought he was protecting. He was fighting. He was kicking somebody I mean, in the head. I mean, as I always say, as sometimes the adults got to come in the room. I mean, it's it, it's just it's just layered. Um, and I know what we don't like to talk about our community, but our community needs to look at the reality of yo that situation could have been avoided. I mean, I've seen a lot of like I said, I agree with everybody that I've seen. It Everybody. should have been avoided. It Every, could have been Every, avoided. And it should have been avoided. And but on the reverse, I can't say um people mind their business because it was a time that parents used to say, mind your business, don't chastise my child, don't this and no that. So now we're not we're not a village anymore. We used to raise our kids in a village concept. We're not a village anymore. I know that I know that some people was like, um, I saw on Twitter. Well, if you said the cop was right, you the problem. You help you helping white supremacy against our people. The cop, the cop. I mean, I can sit and say what I would have done, but I'm not a cop. I know a lot of people try to feel like they're cops, and then you even got Monday quarterbacks or whatever that's called. Yeah, yeah. They a lot of people feel like they could be in that situation. And they know what to do. I mean, I just think it's I just think it's like you said, a breakdown to everything that goes on in our community. I mean, a cop police in the area, yeah, he don't know the area, he don't know the people in the area. That's my big one. And then and then you got the grown ups like why was she fighting grown ups? What what was she doing in foster care? It's, it's a whole bunch of layers. Yeah, why wasn't she home? So maybe she was a troubled kid because the first thing she did was call her parents. It's just, it's just tragic. But and it speaks to 
But so this is what I who do we blame? They throw all this money at police and not money at social services, like social workers, and because they defuse situations. I mean, but, but nobody see, was trying is, to defuse the situation. My thing is if I've been in situations and I've seen situations that if the police know the person, they do they do, do community policing. And well, that's, we grew up in an area. That's one of the issues that I do think that a lot of the police are trained to de-escalate de situations. But you just just think from his body cam. He pulled up on the scene. I want to know his gun as soon as he pulled up. I want to know why the other cops wasn't de-escalating the situation. He come on the scene, he get he put his hand on the ratchet from the door. And then he see her looking like she's about to stab the other girl with the knife. So he makes a split second decision and he takes a life, as as they say, he takes a life to preserve a life. I mean it's just a whole breakdown and it's a smack in the face of what we we allow in our communities to happen. And the reason why I say that, and I know it might not be popular, is because we allow this stuff in our communities. We allow ourselves to be in communities like, yo, we fought. I fought my friends. I fought the neighborhood guys. We fought dudes from the town over. This is we what fought. we did. So, like, like I, that, now that was amazing to me. Because it's people like, um, well, why she called the police and then come out to fight? And I was like, they came to her house? Her mama probably sent her out to fight. Because I know my mama would have sent me out to fight. Because, you know, they don't come. Ain't nobody supposed to come to your house. So we're acting like we never been 15 or 16 before. Like, yeah, and, and our parents didn't say, you better go out there and whoop such and such butt. Right. Like our parents told us that. Like, And it could have been her friend's son. Right. And they could have been going to Atlantic City together and hung out and they grew up together. And they could have been like, girl, you know our kids was fighting last week. I mean, this was something common. So, like, I'm not, she was a 15 or 16 year old. She was acting her, she was the only one acting her age. Everyone else wasn't. And I, I just, I wonder, see, this is why I don't like the messaging of defund the police. Because, you know, and some we do need a police force, right? But they should get down to the, to the nitty gritty. Our police trained or capable enough to handle all the calls they be sent on? If I mean, it's a I mental know, health issue. I know, I know Julia asked, was it, a, was it a split second decision? I, I believe it was a split second decision. I believe that a lot of times, like haste and being able to make a decision. I mean, it's like when you drive in your car and a deer come across your road if you live in the, in the, urban, in the urban area. You got to make split second decisions. This is why they teach you defensive driving. But okay, I could get where Julia's coming from because we all have prejudices. But in the eyes of the law, I feel like they're going to judge him that that was a split split second decision and he was doing his job. So that's why we in these communities should be requesting, demanding that it's people of the communities that's police. You know what I mean? Because then 
he might have grew up with her brother. So then you care a little bit more about that person. He don't care about this person. And like I said, like I said, when we first started talking about the Derek Chauvin case, in this in, in, in this case, certain areas, and I'm quite sure Columbus, Ohio is one of those areas as well, is, is these are redlined areas. So a lot of times the, the community is segregated from the, the black community is segregated from the overall rest of the communities. But you know what? And this is another thing. Derek Chauvin, just to me, and I don't mean no disrespect because I grew up with my very first friends was white. He that typical white guy that probably was getting beat up in high school. He just had this whole cocky attitude and demeanor. Couldn't anybody tell him anything? Um. I don't know. I think they need to change the police test. I mean, they are hiring the biggest wimps I've ever seen in my life. If if the only way a person is going to respect you because you have a gun, then you shouldn't be a police officer. I see. I see. Lisa said raised the question. She said we do we don't defund the police. We we hold the police fully accountable for the actions. Honestly, though, do we though, Lisa? Do we really hold the police fully accountable for their actions? I mean. In some of our communities, the police are seen like the bad people. And then when they come in our communities, we don't weed the bad people out or whatever. And I'm just, you know, speaking hypothetically, a lot of a lot of people view the police as they're the invaders when they come in the community. Even some of the community police, I know people be like, oh, you done switched over, you done crossed over. I don't over think we hold the police fully, fully accountable. I think that the taxpayers are being held fully accountable. So we 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 getting PTSD because we watching the oh. people die. Lisa's saying she said, "Oh, I I misunderstood the question." She's saying that's what she was saying. We we don't hold them accountable. Yeah, you're right. We don't. We don't. We don't, we don't hold. It, it, it's a strange thing that we do as, as human beings, and then um, as black people in this country is. We don't hold our police account accountable. We don't hold our elected officials accountable. We don't realize that these people in these um, areas work for us. At the end of the day, they're supposed to protect and to serve us. And instead, our our history with them is other than protecting and serving. It's like a war going on, and, um, you know, and it's against our people. And, yeah, and, and, and it's dangerous. It's, it's it's a crazy thing because this is why when me and Keisha first started the show, we were so surprised that people were so happy that Chauvin got found guilty. But ever since George Floyd happened, they've been slaughtering people. I mean, it's it's continuously going on. If you just really just one of them people that want to be into the news and you really watch what's going on, it happens every day. I mean, I just seen in North Carolina where they killed the killed the unarmed guy, you know, and and it's 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 very tragic. Yeah, it's happening every day. It's it's it's, but I can't I can't watch that stuff. Like, um. So, so the Makaya Bryant, we 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 believe everybody should be held accountable. The police. Uh, the and police. I believe he 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 shouldn't have a job. Um, I, how do you hold the police accountable though? Like her family might get some money, so that's on the taxpayers. 
The only people that's being fully held accountable is the taxpayers. Like they should have some type of malpractice insurance. If a doctor make a mistake or your financial advisor or planner, they got some Arizona emissions insurance. And that's how you're going to get paid. They, you know, if they want to pay these police unions all this money, um, it should be coming out of their fund, not out of our pockets. It's like we've been and that's, a, that's, that's another that's another thing we could discuss. Um Samir Rice, Tamir Rice's mother, um, she basically said that Lee Merritt told her that, you know, they and 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 you know, I'm not one to bite my tongue about uh Crump and Lee Merritt. However, I think a lot of people don't realize that these guys are civil attorneys. They're not, they might be. Oh, they're only lawyer. trying to get the bag. Only, they they only, their to job is to get the bag. They're, it's not really about whether it's guilty or not because it's going to happen according to the district attorney in that particular area. It's not like they're putting the cops on the stand. I think a lot of people don't understand that Benjamin Crump and Lee Merritt is not trying these cases. Their job is to get the bag. But one of the things that Tamir Rice's mother addressed was she said that basically Lee Merritt told her <laughs> or Crump, whichever one, that they're never going to give money to the angry black woman. And I know we did a show on that before. And that kind of like took me back when I read the article because it speaks to the stereotype that black women are angry and Number one, Tamir Rice's mother got a right to be angry. They killed her she baby. She should be angry. That was a baby. They killed her baby. It's just inter it's just interesting that we just want. And to then that damn Nancy Pelosi, she said what she meant, but they say about the dumbest. They say the dumbest shit, but she meant what she said. For those in the chat, Nancy Pelosi said that George. Flo thank you, George thank you. Floyd. Thank yeah. you, George Floyd, for sacrificing in the name of justice. You're not and disrespectful. And, and even and even in the George Floyd Act, the George Floyd Act um, that, that has been passed by the House now has to get through the Senate. Even in that act, if anybody has looked at the act, defunding, defunding the police, the term that they use, which really should be basically taking the money and using it for other resources, that is not even in the George Floyd bill. So hopefully the George Floyd bill does get passed, though. Um, I don't see that it would be a, a major problem, but Nancy said that, and and we know she meant it. She meant it. She meant that shit. <clears throat> I think, though, that when they go out on um, like when someone's having a mental break, because they kill a lot of them also, they should have a mental specialist that's a part of the police force going with them. I mean, to me, that just seems common. But if somebody's already having a psychotic break, you go there with guns drawn and you think that that situation is going to end well. I mean, that that doesn't that defies logic to me. So but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's Keisha. I, I think it's interesting. Um you know, this case, how it, it got political, the George Floyd case got political. Um, it's, it's sad that at the end of the day, people could feel like um, it was justice was given George Floyd, like like Dr. Umar Johnson said today, George Floyd is dead. 
he didn't get justice. His family will never see him again. No amount of money. I know right. a lot of times we, we hear them speak in these press conferences and it'd be sounding like, you know, they're happy. But at the end of the day, no not, amount of money can replace yeah. your loved one. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, Keisha, when we, when we talk about, um, the George Floyd case and how I always said to myself, what, what was it about this case? that made it so um, nationally known, like why this case? And a lot of people said their scenarios like, you know, because we was doing COVID and it was on TV and everybody's seen it. I just I feel think- like this case was the, I don't know. I, I don't think it was. I think that white people were very shocked when it came. Now, maybe I'm desensitized, but I feel like, the, what was it, the paramedic? Like, that's how they feel. Like, they were very upset about this. And then, you know, this six foot, whatever he is, crying out for his mother. Like, that was, ve- like, you had stripped that man of his manhood. Um, Because Castillo, Philando, them, the people that knew him, they were touched by that one, too. Um. You know, most big guys that I know are gentle giants, but you know, you see a big black man, they were taught to be afraid. I mean, when you when you break down the prejudices of stuff, like if I, I go down south a lot, if I ride oh. through a town that looked like killer nigga town, I got my doors locked, I'm riding the speed limit, it's a sundown town, let me hurry up and get out. So that's a prejudice that I grew up with. They grew up with a prejudice and a fear of black men, big black men. Explain sundown town. A lot of people don't know what that means. Oh, that we ain't supposed to be there after dark. Any uh, dark people ain't supposed to be there after dark. So, so I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And uh, like I'm gonna say, like I'm gonna tell everybody in the chat, being patient during these strange times. You can't get. You can't allow yourself to get caught up in the um in the dramatization or the emotion of what's going on. Just be patient and just just watch it. I mean, watch it for those people that believe in the in, in the creative and pray on it and just just protect yourself safe. I mean the reality of of it is and I know that I'm speaking to the community that I come from first is the reality of is that if you do have to have an interaction with law enforcement the reality is that the chances is you're not going to get killed. Don't think every interaction has to be confrontational. I mean, we look at TV and we think it's always, like I said, it's always going on. You could always see it. But a lot of times the interaction just could be an interaction. It doesn't always have I think to be that a you, fatal interaction. I think that some of these areas that you see this stuff um, happening is already powder keg areas to begin with. You're right. Because um, what was it? Um, Mike Brown? That area, that was Minnesota too, right? No, that's St. Louis. That's, that's uh, yeah, it was already, it looked like it was already about to go down. Um, you know, it's a lot of killing in Ohio. 
we don't hear about it. All we hear about is Chicago. But I do have family in Ohio, in Columbus. There's a lot of stuff going on in Columbus right now and have been for the past year. A lot of babies, when I say babies, like 13 and 14-year-olds shooting and killing each other. So, um, and not to get political, but we really do have to evaluate who we're voting for. Because a lot of these places be democratic places that we vote for de- for the Democrats. I think that I think that when you when you speak about that, and you know, I'm a registered independent voter. I think that that what you say about the, the in those major cities are democratic strongholds. I think a lot of times is that we elect these officials and we just leave them there. We'll leave them there because, you know, as they say, our parents were, were Democratic and, and we'll be like, oh, we got to vote Democrat. So now we, we allow ourselves to get a little educated when it comes to politically educated. Definitely the last six years, definitely with 44 and then 45. And we felt, a lot of people felt he was divisive and now uh, President Biden. But still, I think that a lot of people feel like after the election is over, the work is done. Like you can't go down the no. hall no more. Or right. you, can't, you can't write your congressman. You can't. I mean, you 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 have congressmen and House of Representatives or whatever. You have these people in your state that's representing you and your district, and people don't even know who they are because they don't want to know who they are because all they care about is come November, we just going to vote. We gonna vote this way. We are gonna vote Republican because we we always do vote Republican or we vote Democrat. I think that a lot of us don't know how to hold our public our elected officials accountable. Speaking, to I, at least I think we weren't taught to hold them accountable because we have a distrust of the political. Uh, but we have a distrust of both of them. But I I feel like, and I hear that a lot that well, the Democrats is gonna screw you the least. I don't personally believe that, um, but, you know, during this last election cycle and, you know, being objective and asking questions is you can't get to the bottom of it because it's like, well, you think the Republicans is going to do better or, or something. So it's like, you know, the conversation can't even be had because neither party is going to do anything for us because we don't hold neither party accountable. And then, and then a lot of people were saying um, anybody but Trump, which I, which I always thought was interesting because at the end of the day, you you got you have a president now who was a policymaker for the last forty years, and his, he he admittedly had his signature on every crime bill for the last forty years. So I think that um, we 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 vote for our demise and don't really realize it. Um, I mean, we're not the only people who 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 do that um it's other groups that do that they don't never talk about them but it's other groups that do that um i think we just have to get more educated about the situation at least or at a local level because at a local level that's what's important to you you know we should have i mean we don't really have neighborhoods like predominantly black neighborhoods or whatever but you know your 
police force should resemble the diversity of where you live at. And so should your your entire administration, including the schools. And that's a way to get us on the even, even playing field. I mean, if we're not gonna have our own areas. I mean, I think that um and we just we had discussed it earlier and and it speaks about the mayor in Newark right now, currently, um, Roz Baraka, to have that. It was an article that came out. It was an article that came out in the beginning of January. And mm-hmm. it's making its rounds again about how Newark police did not have to fire their weapon for a whole calendar year. Um, oh, I think Ross is doing a phenomenal job. I think he's done a phenomenal job since COVID. Um, and, you know, I... I'm just going to say he's doing a phenomenal job. I feel like he's what Newark needs. But I think some of that comes from he born and raised in Newark. He cares about where he's from. You know what I mean? Um, I was laughing, though, because someone was giving Cory Booker the credit for them not firing their gun. Uh, you know, I guess they was all in the Kool Aid and didn't know the flavor. I don't know. You killed me. You killed me with that one. That's, that was Corey's uh, dumb statement that he made. But um, oh, I was so embarrassed. I, I, I thought it, I think it's interesting that um that Roz um in in my opinion from afar, I'm not caught up in Nork's politics every day. I see a side that don't like him, but I also see a side where um. The community engagement is good. The dissenting, the dissenting voices are being heard, even if he don't agree with you. He's not trying to shut you down if you don't agree with him. Um, COVID and what he has been trying to do, far as the businesses, has been a plus from what I understand. And I just think that, um, and I know this year they had some some tragedies that happened so far in 2021 that they're not too proud of. But I think that, um. He's doing a very interesting job compared to these other cities that are are literally being um, destroyed from within. And, oh, and run by multiple people, like a township committee. Shots fired. So yeah, yeah, and that, and that's the other <laughs> thing. Like, even even with the even with the local politics, like. Most people aren't being as transparent as they should be and being honest. Um, it's being real dirty. Like New Jersey is different. I mean, you guys that still live in New Jersey, living in PA, I think is, you know, it's the same way, but you don't see it as much. But they really get cutthroat in New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey politics is definitely down, down in the valley where the girls get naked. It's very um gutter. Um, but I do think that Ross is doing um, a pretty good job. Um, you know, Murph, to me, Murphy's doing okay. You know, he's just not Cuomo. You know what I mean? He's just not, as much as we say we don't like Donald Trump, the things that they like about Cuomo is because he got a big mouth like Donald Trump. So I, you know, I don't really know what we want. Um, even AOC. I'm not a fan. AOC has a very, very big mouth, though. And people seem to love her. That's the brashness that the New York, the Northeast people right. love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, or Maxine. Y'all aunt. 
who's so concerned about the Derek Chauvin case, she need to be concerned about her district, huh? That's y'all aunt. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the difference between Murphy and Cuomo, right, <laughs> Dwayne? And Cuomo single. He's just getting a divorce. Finally, um, finally. Listen, them, I ain't gonna say nothing because I'm gonna get kicked out of the woman thing. So. But, um, Sometimes we use that "me too" to our advantage. Me too, me too. That's that's really all we wanted to talk about. Just give our thoughts on the Derek Chauvin case. Um, talk about Makai Bryant and you know the failure in that case and how um, it's a lot of lessons to be learned in that case. I know a lot of people, as we say, Keisha will like the Monday Monday morning quarterback and be like, "Oh, the cop should have did this," or. The parents should have did this. Like I said, I agree with everybody that I heard talk about the case. Um, we all at fault. Uh, it was a breakdown in our community. Or what? I just what annoys me about our community. Um, we don't listen to one another. Everything is like we sitting around the, the kitchen table, and I got to be right. Like it's mm. value in what we all have to say and bring to the table because it's some. It's some right in everything that's being said, especially um, with that case. And then you got um, men on social media trying to say, well, this, because if black men don't agree, how did he phrase it? Sorry, ladies. See, we're not protecting you or some like. Yeah, that, that was that was some cornball stuff. I think that this, this, everybody tries to throw their, their agenda into every situation. And then the first thing is they'll say, um, you know, this is a case where black men don't protect black women. What but I feel about? like that's continuing to divide us. Yeah, it just it's it, it's like who? Who do you want to protect you? Like, you know, when you hear that, it's like like who 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 do the people that always say black women and they love to quote Malcolm when he said it. Okay, Malcolm said what he said back then, but that does not mean it is true now. And they love to say, well, well, black women are the least protected. Who? Who who who's not protecting black women? Like I mean, mo most black women that value, I know are, do feel protected by their men. It's value, like I understand where they're coming from, but I feel like it's it's still an agenda for us to be disconnected, black men and black women. Like I don't have a problem with my brother's cousins protecting me. Um, now, will a man, I'm walking down the street, will a random black man protect me? I don't know, but I got a phone. I, mean, even, even, I know even, who to call. Even, even speaking to that now, that goes into a whole different set of circumstances. Like if, if, if you say you're not being protected, um, by your by black men or your men, why? Are are you the type that's confront? I'm not saying that if you're confrontational, you should be protected or shouldn't be protected. But some people take protection or knowing they got back, as we would say back in the day, as a way of saying, you know, let me stick my chest out. Let me let me show that if this dude say something to me, I can get him touched. 
knock it off because you got <laughs> sisters like that and you would still protect them to this but, day. But it's a Just lot of people. That, but it's a lot of people that even though as we getting older, they will take advantage of that situation and to put their men in harm's way. That's true. Like it's it's like I, I couldn't even imagine, and, and and I know I'm not I'm I'm not bragging. I'm not I'm just a human being like everybody else. But I couldn't imagine one of my family members saying I don't feel protected. That makes but no I think I think where black women like I can see a random black man being accosted, and I'm gonna stand there and make sure he's all right. So, and I and I know many of black women who will do the same thing. So I think apples to apples is why, like, you're going to protect the women that you know. I feel like we re feel responsible for black men as a whole. So you guys, it doesn't appear in a lot of ways, have that same sense of responsibility or something for us. I mean, I just think it's, I, I think it's, into, I think it's a, a, a weird situation um, why, why a person will say, and it goes back to what we always talk about, the sexism, why a person don't feel protected and be like. Right. Like, like, Read what Julia said. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because he, he called you an angry black woman because he was probably trying to push up. But, it was a, but if it was a room full of black men in there, they could have interceded. A, a lot of, I'm not making excuses, but a lot of times dudes don't be wanting to get into it with other dudes. Dudes be like, look, I'm not even going to say nothing because it's going to go left. I don't think. Oh, I but you let me get spit on, dragged, head pulled, knocked around. I think, I think those are. Singular situations. I wouldn't. I don't think. And, I, and I'm not speaking for Julia. I don't think she would take that situation that happened to her and then make a general statement and be like, "I don't feel protected." She might I be like, "Those those dudes that was in the post office, they weak and they don't got backbone." I get but it, I but I but it, I don't think it's singular. I don't. I don't think it's singular. I I agree with you about the man versus woman thing. Um, but I think that men, particularly black men, at times will minimize or not hear what we're saying or what we're trying to say. Um, you know, and in a lot of ways, they have more options. <laughs> we just... This might turn into a whole different show here. Uh, Wayne said, I tried to step in one time when a man was getting out of line with his lady and the young lady told me to mind my business. And that's common. That's common. That's common. It's like it's like a tricky situation that you may not want to get into because no, you, you, you mess around and next thing you know, you're sitting up in, in the jailhouse defending somebody. And it had nothing to do with you. And as we, and they done jumped you. And, and they done jumped you, or as they say, they back together. I mean, it's it's a, it's a tricky situation. I mean, I mean, you're definitely damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm not saying that, but I I'm saying that I understand why you guys may not, but I understand why some black women are saying what they're saying. But I don't know who was it, my son and Amanda Seals. For 
they're just continuing with this. Well, in my in my opinion, in my opinion, and, and, and I do like you know me and uh, me and you talked about this. I do like my son. Uh, I believe that my son does come from a good place. I believe that um, he is really trying to be an asset and really help him and be a voice for the people. But I do disagree with some of his tactics. I think that um, when you when you look at incidents and then you you're a, you're a content creator or influencer and you make statements like this, like like Amanda Seals, like you 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 spend most of your energy attacking black men and then you come back and say, "Oh, black men don't stick up for women." Like, and you could just be specific when you when you attacking certain black men, but you allow that to be um, part of your pulpit. So, like I, I said, I, I don't want to be. You know, I, I'm not I don't want to. I don't want to be one of the people that criticize other people. Um, that's, I'll criticize. That's in, I'm in, not a in that space. Like with like with my son, I just disagree with with a lot of stuff. With my son speaks like that because I think that he knows. Um, the street as well as anybody. And it's a certain way that you have to move and you can't get involved in everybody's fight. And I think I, that- I think when we use the white people's worldwide internet, uh, we can't contribute to the continuing divide between black men and black women. Um, so that be like some of my problem. Like, why are y'all getting up there saying black men don't protect black women? I don't know. <laughs> you just got to be careful when you're um, an influencer. That's all I can say. Um, when you when you're in that space, you want to try to be very specific and not make general statements. Because when you start making general statements like that, you kind of look kind of crazy. I mean, because the I didn't take it as the black men who um, was looking at the Makaias incident differently. I didn't take it that they weren't protecting black women. In essence, a lot of them felt like they were. They felt like she was going to kill that other girl. Um. I don't know if they were necessarily excusing the police officer, but um, I would not accuse them of not protecting black women. I mean, it's it's funny is because if you don't have a thought against, if you have a different thought against the narrative, um, the narrative when he first uh, shot her was in social media, the first narrative was the cop was wrong. He should have did this. He should have did that. He should have did this. He shouldn't have did this. He shouldn't have did that. So in their defense, the Columbus police um, released the body cam. And the body cam showed exactly what happened. And still people say he should have did it. So then when you say you could be in law enforcement for say, and you could say, well, he did the best thing that he was supposed to preserve life. That's his number one objective is to preserve life. People will get mad at you for saying that and then calling you all types of names and sellouts and then say, oh, you don't want to protect a black woman. Yeah. I don't know how they, I don't know how they connected those dots. See, a, a lot of times, and that's, and that speaks to something else, Keisha. A lot of times we don't know how to separate each issue. We like to put all the, everything together, the same issue. 
this case has something to do with this case. This case has something to do. With nah, everything is separate and should be should be looked at on its own merit. Like Lisa said, this could be an all day conversation because this is a very general generalized statement. You're right, Lisa. You're right. So it's 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 interesting. I mean, like like we said with that case, and and you guys in the chat, what's you guys' opinion on the Makaya Bryant situation? Um, like I said, I said what I said about it. I think that it was um a, a failure on everybody. Everybody in the community is at fault. Um, I don't think it was the officers' fault alone. I think it was everybody's fault. But at the end of the day, like we was kids, we fought. We fought. I think she's they the least culpable. Some people still got she... scars. Some people still got scars on their face and their back from their today best friend that they fought. Oh no, not me. Like some people got busy. Like we, we fought. Like you fought. Even if some people fought people from the next. Like I said, some people fought people from the next town over. We you know, fought. We fought at the skate you, ring. You, you gave me we a black eye. School. You gave me a black eye. So I'm coming back, and I'm, we gonna finish it. Like. I mean, you bloody my nose. Like, this is what people did. But then when we talk about the weapon. But then she called it. Look, I'm not judging nobody with that case. I just when, to break when, down. When I got into it at the store. Oh, pay attention, everybody in the chat. Keisha is on Walmart footage. I love when Keisha I didn't say up. Walmart, but I, I said I, at the store. I love when Keisha brings this up, y'all, in the chat. I Keisha, called the on Walmart footage. I called the police, though, right? They didn't get there quick enough. So I handled my handle. So I, and I was, I was like 24 ish. 25 inch ish. Now, so now, now I'm gonna answer Dwayne's question about could he shoot to injure? Cops are not trained to shoot to injure. They they're actually trained to shoot center mass. Mm -hmm. Now he didn't have to. I could say he didn't have to shoot it four times, but I don't know if you shoot. Back in the day when you shot a revolver, I don't know for those people that used to shoot guns, you could shoot a revolver. Once you start shooting automatic weapons. It's very easy for them bullets just to start spraying, allegedly, for those people that shoot guns. What? But the, our police are shoot are Hold trained up. to shoot to kill. Hold on, Keisha. I agree with you, Julia. The first two officers on the scene, they were negligent in their duties. They, that's key. I'm glad you brought that up because they were negligent. Andre said, when he was a probation officer, I would get a get out get off work and still have my badge on and my gun on my hip. Police officers was ready to shoot when they saw me. So, yeah. Yeah. I believe that. They could have protected her by not shooting her four four freaking times. Fire a warning shot in the air. If they had to shoot, they could have shot her hand. Lisa, Lisa, I I know that 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 we're we're of a certain age, but police don't fire warning shots. Um, I know that we they were told that at one time when we were younger. Police literally are trained to shoot center mass. Like even shooting in the leg. I know it sound I know that somebody from uh, CNN said that uh, Joy Behar, but I, I don't know. Somebody from Andre will tell you. Andre Andre used to be a probation officer. He'll tell you how their training is in case it's a threat. What they supposed to do? 
But that's why I mean the policies and the training of the police officers need to train. Nicole said, the crazy thing is that I've seen white people with guns have less force and they could be charging the cop. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It is a, a double-edged sword, Nicole. Because they're not viewed as a threat. We're dealing with law enforcement. Um, you could have a cop, you could have a, a white person with a gun and the cop may not view that white person as a threat. Like Lisa said, again, more training. Dre said, no more warning shots. Yeah. If you shoot in the air, the bullet has to land somewhere. That's cute, Nicole. Uh, oh, so Julia, you want to hear Keisha's story? Like Keisha, Keisha, they want to hear your story at Walmart. She was being ratchet, y'all. I was not being ratchet. <laughs> She's on tape. They use her as the training tape for Walmart. I wasn't being ratchet. So I, long story short, I was taking my nephew to Walmart to fill out a job application. I have a male cousin. He's a little, he's a very small in stature cousin. Um, and he was waiting for a park and this other lady was waiting for a park and he pulled in and she got out all mad. She was waiting for a handicap park and she got out all mad. Like he stole her park. She was like six foot. She was a bigger lady. It was her, her mother and her six kids. And, um, you know, she wanted to jump all in her face. Like I said, we protect black men. So now I have to protect him or whatever. So I do a bit of cussing and I go into Walmart. She comes into Walmart. She follows me to the, you know, where you get the CDs and the DVDs. And she kicks me um, and throws her hands up, I guess, to fight. Everyone grabs me. I call the police and say, I've been assaulted in my best Karen voice. Um, I said, please send somebody here or whatever. It was Father's Day at Walmart. So in our Walmart, they used to um, have the Father's Day gifts out when you walk in and they had a toolbox there. So I waited by the door for her to ring out her stuff because I'm very courteous. I wanted her to finish her shopping. And um, her mother jumped in the way and said, um, you get away from my daughter. So I hit her mother with the toolbox. And then I hit her with the toolbox. And then her children tried to jump me. And my nephew grabbed up the children. And my little my cousin left me. He said he had to go to the bathroom. And then I think he came back and grabbed up some children too. So that was my fight in Walmart. <laughs> and the police never came. By the time they came, um, she was gone. So the, so those are the chat. I love when Keisha tells the story. Um yeah, in her in her best carrying voice. So Keisha. Yes. So now every time you go on Walmart, they'd be like, So you the one on that tape? Well, they used to, but it's been some years now. <laughs> I went back to Walmart and they and I used to be really, really, really skinny. And they were like, um, yeah, it was this little girl in here and she was fighting or whatever. And I was like, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> But just think, I could be locked up today because I picked up a toolbox because she was a big bitch. She was big. So, yeah. So, so so Keisha, from that, I mean, it was so many people there and nobody interceded? Nope. Mm. And I was accosted. Like, she kicked me. Oh, you know all the words that Karen used, huh? Yeah, I was accosted. Listen, 
I was educated by white people. I could cry on demand. So yeah, yeah, you guys. Um, we we just wanted to talk about that, and uh, I know Keisha haven't been on a while, a while, and I know Keisha <laughs> had wanted wanted to discuss um the Derek Chauvin situation, uh, his case, as well as Makaya Bryant and some other stuff. Just be, like I said, I titled the show Being Patient in Strange Times. I mean, for those of you that watch that news stuff, I, I don't know how you guys do it. I start, Believe it or not, I stopped watching the news. I used to watch the news all the time. I was raised on watching C-SPAN, right? But I stopped watching the news when Ferguson happened. And then after that, like, I may catch a little bit of it, but I, I don't do more than five or ten minutes. So um, just be careful watching that news and don't allow that stuff to play on you guys' emotion. I mean, because you may feel like you are good. You can watch it, but you're not watching a TV show where somebody get killed with fake blood. You really watching drama and murders on TV and and it, and maybe you got to take social media breaks too. Cuz you know, people will get you riled up on social media. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's even that's another thing with social media too as well as, you know, definitely definitely for um a lot of us that use Facebook and and YouTube. Like Facebook, don't get don't get so caught up with um a, a, a status because you got to be very, very um, careful. I know that Dwayne takes a, a, a hiatus, a social media break. And, you know, I talked to him during his break and he really be revived. I mean, so if you have to take, if you have to take a social media break for yourself, take it. I mean, I was telling Keisha and some other people that I have, I don't have phone access during the day between 7 in the morning and about 4 p.m. And it, it seems crazy, but think about it. We didn't have cell phones 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm, I shouldn't be used to it, but being able not to pick up the phone and call somebody during that time, it seems bad, but it's actually good for, good for me because I'm at work. I need to be focused on what I'm doing. So you guys in the chat, you know, um, Sometimes be able to take those breaks for yourself. Any uh, final thoughts, Keisha? No, yeah, just take the breaks and um, like don't go back and forth with people because it's just going to aggravate and frustrate you more. Like I refuse to go back and forth with people. Don't yeah. mind my group behavior. That's different because I'm an admin and a moderator. But I mean, on my personal Facebook page, I don't go back and forth with them people about whatever they believe. I just, you know, I say what I say and keep it pushing. Good, yeah, yeah. So everybody have a blessed night. Um, stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to have our Poetry Corner show as scheduled as usual at 8 p.m. And we got a bunch of shows this week. Um interesting football shows towards the end of the week during the draft as well, as well as crown rule show is, has been moved to Wednesday. So that's going to be a recap show on Wednesday, hopefully. And um, we'll do the, we'll do the football shows on Thursday and Friday with that. Uh, everybody take care. Have Stay a good here. night. You guys and have a great night.